everybody think I'm Al and I'm C and this is our first uh this is our first like non-review episode in a while in fact our first one since our very first episode that's correct uh and on this episode we're joined by again our good friend our war movie correspondent Jay say hi Jay hey I should have like a different title for this one or something you know like like war movie correspondent works for works for all quiet but this one I should be I don't know Here's here's our third the wheel. Person J. Who thought up how's, the that, how's that sound? <laughs> Wait, what? Third wheel J. Third no, wheel J. Oh, unofficial. No, I don't want to take C out of his spot. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so on this very special, thank you, Jay. On this very special episode of What Do You Think? We are finally. I know we're like a we're like what a month and a half late, almost listen, two months late. But this listen, is our, guys. Listen, guys. Christmas was hard, so we really had to take a minute. Yeah, was so, it? I just drank over Christmas. I don't know what the hell you guys did. That's true. I so yeah, this is our top ten and bottom five worst list of movies of twenty twenty two. That that's all, that that I did not say that yeah. right. No, the, this is our this is our top ten and our bottom five of twenty twenty two. Because screw having a bottom ten of twenty twenty two. We don't hate ourselves that much. Yeah, we we don't, and also because we don't get paid for this shit, like yeah. it's very unlikely we're gonna go see a movie that we know we're not gonna like. Yeah, I did a couple of those, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. So, um, yeah, uh, before we get before we start, so this is how it's gonna go. Uh, we're each going. We're first gonna start with our bottom five worst movies of 2022. Jay, because you're our guest, you'll go first, and then Hey-o. you'll follow, and then you'll follow. See, and then I'll go. And we'll basically each start with five, then go to four, then go to one. And once we're done, uh, we're going to talk about our honorary mentions for best films of 2022. Uh, you know, just say a couple words about them. You know, we can have a little discussion about it. And then we'll start with our top 10, obviously going all the way down from 10, all the way to our, to our most favorite. Uh, everyone cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So right before we start with our bottom five worst movies, <coughs> what's uh, what? Kind of give your thoughts on how 2022 was as a year for for movies in general. Uh, I don't have to say much. Uh, Jay, again, you're our guest, so you go first. What what are your overall thoughts on 2022? Oh, so, so, so it was kind of a weird year, I would say. There wasn't there wasn't anything particularly that blew me away or or like made me go, "Wow, I'm really excited to see what happens uh, during the war season for that." Um, but I mean, we're also at a weird time. Like, like twenty twenty two, like signified the return of a lot of live events and a lot of group events as well. You know, concerts, uh, festivals, movies, all the sorts. Um, and and, I, and we'll talk about more of that uh, with some of my picks about like coming back to the theater. But it was just. Cinematically, I would say it was an average year, but because of what the world has been through in the past five years and and how it's affected every single aspect of our lives, it it was weird. And so it's not it's not average because it was just average. It was average because of a lot of things that have happened, and we've kind of just been been in this weird zone. So. You know, so my my top ten was my bottom five was easier to make than my top ten. My I uh, 
really started with with the last five of my top ten, um, and I just put some things there that I liked but you know didn't love or something you know. So that's just yeah, it's a weird year, weird time, you know. I I completely agree with you, Jay. It's we are. It was everything you've already said. It just made it weird. Um, it's almost like this is the year where we're where or this this being 2022. 2022 is the year of trying to find our footing again. That that's really what it is. And there are definitely some triumphs, but there's a lot of, you know, um, it's like you see the training wheels a little bit. And it's it, that's no one's fault. It is the reality of the situation. But Jay, I think you summed, summed it up really well. Yeah, and to follow up on that, you know, like a lot of these movies, you know, some of these some of these films we saw were years in the process and had you know most of their filming done before the pandemic. And some of these movies were the ones that started filming right when it was okay to start filming during the pandemic. So you know, we we get a whole mix of things. Absolutely. See your thoughts. Oh, I genuinely, it's a weird year, and yeah, I agree with Jay. It, it, we we're recovering, and I I believe we're going to experience that again in this coming year, but less so. But I think because we still have some things that were filmed a while ago, you know, we're still going to get that residual effect, but it won't be as noticeable but we still will see it like i think instead what we're going to get now and let's find out we'll find out if i'm wrong i think we're going to get either films that are really on like really on or just really off and i think we're going to get a lot of that you know flip flop this year instead i think that's going to be the main difference so it's still going to feel weird because of that but it's it's just a matter of progression at this point yeah so i do think 2022 was a um, although, and see, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, at least from my opinion, and we talked about this in, in some reviews for some of these movies, it was actually a pretty strong year for horror movies, all things considered. Yes, it was. It, 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 I'm so sorry. Yes, it was a strong... Oh, but horror... take, uh, less crew, you know? Less crew and cast. Yeah, yeah. and it horror, and, and actually, Jay, you're right, for, for that reason, because it takes less to make it happen, horror is such a resilient genre. And such an adaptable genre. I am actually very excited for when movies start making horror or thriller slasher films, you know, horror as the general umbrella term uh, films that take place during the time we've lived. I'm very excited to see the good movies that take place during that time and even the bad ones that take place during that the time we've experienced. So I think that's going to, again, just see the evolution coming forth that it's very, but yes, you're absolutely right. Um, horror without a doubt was very strong this year. Um, without and a doubt. So yeah, it was a weird year, but I think we can all agree. It wasn't as weird as last year where, where we explicitly saw a lot of studios, big studios basically say, okay, a shit ton of our stuff is going to be released on our streaming platforms. And really and truly, only the things like we would cons- you, we can we think you would be willing to go to the theater in we're we're gonna release. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, this year really seemed like they were like, okay, actually, yeah, we're gonna bring our blockbusters back to the theaters. Thank exclusively. God. Um, 
I mean, there there was there's a couple movies explicitly that were pretty much pretty much given the title of saving the theater going experience, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about later on in this episode. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure yeah. that one that one movie we're talking about with that is in our top tens. Yeah, it's all of our top tens. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the the thing that the thing that I, I got I gotta say though is that I, I am interested to see because while we did get a lot of movies that were shot like right as the pandemic was quote unquote winding down, we also got a lot of movies that were were you know were shot and uh, and had work done right before everything shut down in March of 2020. Uh, these studios were just holding on to them for years and years and years and now they're released. Uh, we also have stuff that has this kind of, you know, smaller scale stuff that got released like right as, you know, everything is quote unquote back to normal. And it was it was interesting to see there was there was a couple movies. In fact, uh, uh, see, you and I reviewed one that like really and truly the the um, limitations put due to the due to the COVID-19 protocols were very apparent. Um, yeah. This movie being uh, three thousand years of longing, mm-hmm. where where we we literally looked at the third act and we were like, it feels so weird because we know they're all just in front of a green screen and it's all just really weird compositing done. So it was interesting to see movies like that and then to see other films, uh, like a lot of the MCU movies where what they did is they also basically just had people in front of a green screen, but it just not that it looked better, but. I guess we accepted it more because just in general, MCU movies seem to just not look as great as they used to. Well, so when you go, it, it, it's, and this isn't necessarily fair, but it's almost the McDonald's effect. When you're used to it a certain way, you become somewhat numb to it. And that's not a good thing, but it is a re, it is something that happens. Yeah. So, um, all right. Right before we, we start with our bottom fives. Yes. Uh, like, if there is an overall theme mm-hmm. due to each of your bottom fives that you'd like to talk about before we start listing them off, uh, was there a theme or were these just movies that you straight up were like for a myriad of reasons just did not like? Or was there something they all did specifically that made you go like, this is why I hate this? No theme for me. What about you, Jay? Um, not entirely a film. I mean, I, I picked on based of what just disappointing me the most and what pissed me off the most um i i didn't see it but i but if i had avatar the way of water would have been in my, my bottom five just because i hate the first one that much so i just you know but but with my bottom five it i have my reasons for each one and it's <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different each time all right <clears throat> all right so jay <clears throat> I, yes. I mean there, there there's the only thing for me was literally uh Actually, I'll be honest. It was just boredom. I was bored. Mm-hmm. Um, there, out of these five movies, there's only one movie that had something really interesting going for it. That in my review of the movie, I talked about how like it saved it from being a sucks. I, I, I don't, or maybe it did end up giving it a sucks. I don't remember. But I was like, this is the only thing I really enjoyed out of the movie. Everything else was just terrible. But I'll, I'll, I'll but basically, the theme for my bottom five was boredom. I was. I was bored, and uh, I'll I'll explain why. So uh, Jay, how's about you give us your yeah. fifth, your number five, worst okay, movie yeah. of twenty twenty two? 
Yeah. My fifth worst movie of 2022 um, was Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, like, I, I forgot this was in 2022. Just because <laughs> of, like, how bad it was you want it to have been years ago. Um, this was just... This was just a bad trilogy overall. Um, you know, the first the first Jurassic Park is is you know one of cinema's greatest. The second Jurassic Park is is pretty solid, pretty good. Um, the third one was the one where they start jumping the sharks or prehistoric sharks or megalodons or whatever, and and they're like okay. And then you give it a little time, you get you get Jurassic World, which was, which should have been, a nice one-off, like hey, remember Jurassic Jurassic Park? Well, what if what if they went back? You know, and it it should have been a one-off. The the second Jurassic World was trash, and this one is just it's just bad, and the idea behind it was bad, and and. You didn't care about the characters. You didn't care about their survival. They tried, they tried to go too big with it, and 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 it doesn't work. What makes what makes Jurassic Park work? Oh, what makes Jurassic Park Two work is that like they're stuck on an island, and and they have to get off, and everything is going wrong, um, and 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 you have these bigger than life prehistoric animals. But you're containing it into a smaller story and a smaller event, and that's what makes it bigger than life and and, and pulls your audience in. And and here they just they open up the entire planet to this story, and it just doesn't work. Like Velociraptors in Italy in a motorcycle race, well, just this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like it's just it's and then like dinosaur poachers and everything. It just it just. If they were going to do this, then then it would have to be a post-apocalyptic kind of event, and and world governments would have have to have fallen, and you'd be in like a Mad Max Book of Eli kind of situation where dinosaurs were the rulers of the earth again, kind of thing, um, and it, it was just it was just bad, and and literally literally it was just beating a dead horse with a lot of these plot lines too, like it's just. Like you get it, the corporate greed of of and of power and how science can be manipulated manipulated for profit and stuff. Like it, we get it. Shut the fuck up already. Hmm. And that was yeah, that was just where I was with that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, see, you're nice. My number five. Uh, let me first say this is my number five because it it actually made me the most mad. But it's not my least favorite movie of the year. And my number five is Empire of Light. Uh, Al, we did not review this movie. Uh, we kept thinking I, about I, it. I told you that I kept hearing horrible reviews about it, oh, and it turned I'm, me off. I'm aware of why. So, why did okay. you do this to yourself? So, oh, l- let me be more clear. I put Jay through this as well. Oh um, no. Um, so let's let me first start off by saying that when the trailer for Empire of Light dropped, I will not lie. I thought it's. I still think it's one of the best trailers of 2022. You 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 are. I was completely ready for it. It's like this is a great cast. It's about movies. Um, it's 
fucking gorgeous uh roger deakins of course and i'm like i'm ready for this then of course the review come reviews start coming out so i start trying to pitch with al that maybe we can combine it with uh babylon then the bad reviews of babylon start coming out <laughs> so we're like we just keep like silently putting it off Without, like, acknowledging it fully. Plus, it was the holidays. <laughs> Listen, I'm at fault for this, too. But <laughs> finally, this movie... And you know what? I'll admit, I didn't see it in theaters. It came out on HBO Max. And I talked to Jay, and I was like, Listen, we, we gotta see this. I need to see this, and I can't watch it alone. So, And, and of course, me being the camera guy, and, and a, a, you know, a follower of Roger Deakins, I had to see it, too. Yes. Okay. Yes. So... We're watching it, and I'm just getting madder and madder slowly, because for like I, I within ten minutes, yeah, within ten minutes, I acknowledge. Okay, I see why people weren't into this, and there's a moment. Here's how I knew I was mad, and I'll get to I'll get to the reasons, but then I realized. When the thought of my head popped up of, oh, fuck, we're not halfway through, came into my head, I knew I had to stop. So actually, in that moment, I stopped. We, I, I looked at Jan and be like, I can't. I can't. And he was, he, from, he was relieved, if I remember correctly. He was he's mm-hmm. like, thank you. Thank God. And we stopped watching it. Um, the problems with the movie is it is really boring when it shouldn't be. You have great cinematography you have a proven director and you have some really talented i am talking really talented actors in there and you have a story that is ripe for use of a movie without a doubt you can use the story um for those who don't know it's basically about a developing interracial relationship uh between two uh workers at a local movie theater in England or yeah in England. Hold up. Is this a movie about how how the movies solve racism? N- no, no. It that, that's well so But it's also it's also a a, a, a timepiece cuz cuz they're they're the theater that's getting the the premiere of Chariots of Fire. And literally that is I think that is, I looked it up. That is literally where it played. Like Quite literally, that's the theater it played at. Um, so you you have a story, and you have all these great ingredients to make a movie like this work. And I'm watching, and I was mad because it's just boring. It's boring, and nothing's really happening. And I'm mad that such talent on all ends is being so wasted. It's one redeeming quality, is that it's fucking beautiful looking it looks beautiful that's its only redeeming quality and otherwise i was really upset that they were that nothing else was happening and it's it's it just made me so mad even though there are movies that i hate more or I, i thought were worse this one made me the most mad because i had the highest expectations for it is that fair no it's not but it's it, it doesn't make it any better. So Empire of Light is my number five. It is not 
any higher because it look the film looks beautiful. That is why it doesn't go higher on the list, and that is the only reason. Mm, I see. Okay. Yeah. It is deserving of the best cinematography Oscar nomination. I will that like I said, I, it is beautiful. Mhm. All right. So, my fifth worst movie of 2022 was is actually a Prime Amazon Prime movie. Uh Samaritan starring Sylvester Stallone. Um, oh my god. Got <laughs> uh, about that one. Okay. Didn't see it. Yeah, I I happened to catch it one night. I was like, oh, like the trailer looked interesting. Um, so basically, for, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer or not or know what the movie's about. Basically, uh, it, it it's about a, a a superhero or a pair of, a pair of superhumans. One one goes by Samaritan, the other one goes by Nemesis. They're twin brothers. They had a big fight, and uh uh. Nemesis died and Samaritan disappeared forever, right? And basically in present day, uh, they make it seem like it's, uh, they, they call the city Granite City, but it's actually Atlanta, Georgia. They, they don't even hide it. Uh, uh, this kid meets up with Sylvester Stallone and he's convinced that Sylvester Stallone is Samaritan because literally Sylvester Stallone gets hit by a car and doesn't die. Uh, this, this movie, like, okay, so it's directed by Julius Avery, who directed Overlord, which, you know, is, it's, it's a pretty good movie. It, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's one of the few J.J. Abrams produced movies where you're like, wow, this is a really interesting concept and it works really well. So you think, okay, this is the director of Overlord, uh, Sylvester Stallone is being Sylvester Stallone, uh, Pilu Azbeck, uh, who played, uh, the... He, he played like the the bad guy who who had all those votes in uh in Game of Thrones. I forget his name. Um like like it had the ingredients to be something really really interesting. And holy shit, it's just dumb and boring. Basically all it amounts to this this annoying kid who bothers Sylvester Stallone like, "Hey, you're Samaritan, you're Samaritan, you're Samaritan." And Sylvester Stallone goes like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not." Even though he fucking has super strength and you know, he basically can self heal himself. Um, and listen straight up the, the one you watch the first two minutes of the movie, you know exactly how it's going to end. It has the most obvious twist that because it's like, Oh, two, two superhuman brothers, one called Samaritan, one called nemesis. They had a big battle and supposedly nemesis was the one who died. Oh, I wonder what the twist is going to be. Like literally in the first two minutes, I was like, oh, I know exactly what the twist is. Um, and, and then it's just, it's just not well shot. It ba- basically, basically Julius Avery's idea of how to create like a quote unquote comic book city is to shoot in Atlanta, Georgia, and then just gray everything up and just put trash on the streets. Oh, oh, that's your gritty like Gotham city type city. It, it, it doesn't work. And listen, Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone is one of the greatest action stars of all time. I mean, he's, he's either number one or number two, depending if, depending if you're a fan of him or Arnold Schwarzenegger, but honestly, like his charisma is so like, is sucked away just because he pretty much has to play a grouchy old man to just a really, really endless, no offense to the kid, but the kid's annoying as fuck. Like, I just kept thinking to myself, like, why, why are you tolerating this kid? 
And then to, to top it all off, you know, to add insult to injury, like the, the movie had no reason to do this, but it decides that it's going to spend a couple minutes trying to explain Samaritan's powers. And honestly, okay. So uh, another big thing is that Nemesis had a sledgehammer that he somehow imbued with his superpowers. And you're like, how the fuck does that work? And then when, when Sylvester Stallone tries to explain his powers, he just pretty much goes like, I get really, really hot. And in order to not die, I need to eat just ice cream. I'm not joking. In order to not die, he just has to eat gallons upon gallons of ice cream. And listen, this movie's wow. this movie's only a hundred minutes long, Sorry. and it's a drag. Is this it's a goddamn me? drag. This person is me. Oh my god. Like uh, apparently, okay, I'm uh, sorry. That's like, sorry. Like, sorry. listen, I get it. You know, Sylvester Stallone mm. like sees that the money is in <laughs> in the superhero genre, and you know he. I mean, he's already stuck being King Shark in DC, and he's stuck being like a Ravager in MCU. He mm. wants to be like a front and center hero, so that's probably why he took this project. But fuck me, it's it's just it just totally totally wastes his talents. Like mm. I just kept thinking to myself, like. Listen, I know Sylvester Stallone doesn't choose the best projects in his old age, but this is beneath him. It's just lazy. In every level, it's lazy, you know? And listen, the only bright spot is Pilu Asbeck as the as the villain. But even then, his motivation is so stupid. He basically goes like, I want to find Nemesis Sledgehammer. And somehow or another, that's going to make me, like, control the entire city. Even though, like, the Sledgehammer, the Sledgehammer, all it does is, like, break break like really durable stuff it's it's a, it's a stupid movie um i totally get why uh it got thrown it was like sold to amazon and amazon basically just released it on a random weekend mm. so yeah that that's my fifth worst movie of 2022 all right jay you're up okay my number four is a movie we've already talked about um so so we were watching this movie i was like I started, I got up and started walking around. Like, I went and I, like, did some dishes. I went to the bathroom. And I come back in and she's like, hey, do you want to just watch something else? I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So my number four is Empire of Light. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's the thing. When when C and I watch something, it's typically me who suggests uh, we just, like, cut it off and watch something else but but for c to for c to make that call there has to be per- spectacularly bad um yeah this movie was just so boring it honestly should be a stage play and never be on camera ever again um and and like i did some of the math with your director your your cinematographer some of your actors and your two composers there are 11 oscar wins involved in this project like like just that alone you shouldn't have something this boring there should be something there um like i just i guess they just couldn't find an oscar winning writer or something but it was just and and like it was like like everything that was happening was inappropriate too like like she's having an affair with her boss and then at the same time she starts a relationship with a man 
30 years younger than her and it was just and it was just weird oh, I didn't and even, didn't have a god you're right i forgot about i yeah. mean i didn't forget but i forgot to mention just that you're right didn't have a point at all or anything and it was just yeah there was there was no plot you were just watching people yeah. in a weird situation and it was boring and not just boring it was british boring which is a, <laughs> which is something special so just yeah just empire of light number four British boring. I like that. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, all right. Up. My number four for bottom five is Don't Worry, Darling. Um, this movie, we, we know about this movie. We, we, <laughs> we know. So I won't, I'm going to be pretty quick with this. We know why it sucks. All right. So I'll just say why it's not lower is because again it is it is rather pretty and uh also Olivia Wilde knows ex- or not Olivia Wilde Jesus Florence Pugh knows exactly what she's doing in this she's like you she knows what the mo- what her role is supposed to be she knows how to play it she knows what was asked of her and she she really nails it surrounding her are actors trying to make a movie work and a singer who, um, listen, I can criticize him. He just won a bunch of Grammys. Can't act, okay? He, 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 he can't. Harry Styles, I'm sorry. I understand why. He's, he's the new Beyonce. What? He's the new Beyonce. <laughs> oh, that's At, a, that's at a, least a, Beyonce has gold member. No, Beyonce has dream girls, all right? <laughs> That's I would good... say I would say Austin Powers Gold Member is better is a better Beyonce performance. Oh, Gold performance, Girls. sure. But anyway, she's in. She's okay. We agree. She's in. She has more better projects. Anyways, okay. uh, well, never mind. I don't. No. Point is, we know why this was bad. Okay, we we know. So I won't say any more. But it it's it is it is not higher because of Florence Pugh and because it does look pretty. The end. That's all I'll say. All right, Ow. so my fourth worst movie of 2022 is, again, I kind of alluded earlier, it had one element that I really <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say it. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Ah. Okay, so Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a movie that when he and I went to go watch it, I think I leaned over to you, and I was like, I... And, he, and then he goes to me and goes like, point and oh actually no this wasn't during the movie this is the first time we saw the trailer it is Mm. one of the most obnoxious trailers i've ever seen even more obnoxious than the elvish trailer um yeah no this movie okay and that was obnoxious okay here and listen i don't hate this movie because it's obnoxious i hate it because it's obnoxious boring and just not well filmed um all right uh jay i'm guessing you didn't see this movie Basically, what no. Happened- I actually, uh, C C tried to uh, get me to go with you guys, and he and he made a really strong push. And I watched the trailer. I was like, Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> you you were you were right to pass. So this okay. The the problem with this movie is that after the inciting incident, after the first kill, where everyone's like, Oh, one of us is a murderer. The movie literally is about a bunch of asshole-ish young people 
going room to room. And then, and then eventually someone dies and then eventually, and then they go room to room. Sometimes they go outside where it's raining and then they go room to room. And the worst part is you're like, I don't, how big is this goddamn house? You know? And, and you're, you're the, the geography of the whole place is so fucked up. You, you are like, you're like, never know where in the house they are. And, and everyone's the, the overall like conflict is one that it's like kind of very muddled until you're like, wait, all this is because someone talked shit about someone else who went to rehab and then kind of sort of deserved it, but didn't really do anything like, like it's dumb. It's dumb. The only good thing, the only, like the kills aren't interesting. The jokes for the most part fall, fall flat. Even the jokes that Pete Davidson says fall flat. The only, literally the only thing that works in this movie is that, is that there's like a, there's like a, a joke about how someone left the, uh, the gathering. And then, and then at the very end, at the very end, the joke has like a great resolution where the person comes back. It's like, what the fuck happened? And that's it. That's it. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just one where you're like, the kills aren't clever. The, the, it's not technically well shot. It's, you know, Pete Davidson is an annoying little fuck. And I guess that was intentional, but it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, so you're, you just have these people being on the little. This film tried to sell it as like kind of being a, a satire on like millennials and Gen Zers and how they're like very emotionally sensitive to the point of, to the point that it's a, it's a negative, but honestly it does nothing interesting. And I, I really felt like, I my time would have been better spent like having an argument a political argument on Facebook versus watching this. So, yeah. Are you are you ma more mad that people were really liking it at least critics and audiences? That that was the thing. Everyone was kind of like, yeah, "It's whatever." Well, no, but critics were call some critics were calling this like a Zoomer scream or like the new scream. And I was shocked when they said that. I'm like, "Really?" Yeah, it's, it's crazy because they first of all, to compare this to the original Scream, whoever, whatever critic did that deserves to be slapped in the face. The original Scream was funny and in, insightful and incisive. This is none of those things. And, and mm -hmm. also, it had more creative kills. This has no... Jay, there is literally a kill where just someone, someone falls down. That's it. That's it. There's it, also one thing that really drove me wild about this movie was the fact that when Al says that there's no continuity to the house they're in, there's a moment where it's like, that's, that's a, that's a warehouse. That's not, that's not a fucking that, house. Literally they go from a kitchen to a full sized basketball court. <laughs> You're like the fuck. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. And, and, and then there are times where you're like, the house is a single is, is a single story. And then you're like, no, it's two stories. No, it's three stories. <clears throat> Whatever the fuck. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay, number three. Yeah, my number three. So this one I think we're gonna have a lot of disagreement on, but my number three was a movie that just had such a terrible script and awful, basic, boring dialogue, and it was just predictable as fuck. It was Violent Night. I know you guys had a lot of fun with this because I was right there when you guys were having a lot of fun with this, but <clears throat> just like 
there just didn't seem to be any creativity with this. There didn't seem to be any. It, it, it was just weird, and and you, you predicted everything. You knew what was gonna go down. The only redeeming quality was the Santa origin that they made up, with this this Celtic warrior kind of vibe that they had, and that is something I'd want to explore. But just the rest of it, it was just. It was just crap, and and like the most basic dialogue. And when you have John Leguizamo, you need to have good dialogue because he can carry good dialogue. And and it, yeah, it's just not even he could save it. So yeah, it was just it was just a terrible script, and I just get frustrated with it. Like there was there was. It, it was it was it, this movie was almost too face value for me to like like it at all it was just yeah and just and and the violence was gratuitous just to be gratuitous there was and there was nothing else to that and and they didn't justify it enough for me either so yeah number 3 violent night Alrighty. all right see so my number three actually was one we reviewed and I gave a more favorable review at the time. And then when I was compiling my bottom five, I realized I so forgot about this movie. So then I thought about it more and I'm like, you know what? This is, this is actually, I, I got to bring it down a peg. Um, and I, I'm actually more in line with what Al gave it at the time, which was um, Firestarter. Uh, this movie, and normally I would just wouldn't have, this wouldn't have been an honorable mentions. This just wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought this movie up, but it's so, so, so forgettable that you forget just how, I forgot how bad it really was because A, we already have a great version of this, which I've only seen about half of, but from what I saw was quite enjoyable. Um, B, this is this is the best example on my list of movies that were the most clearly the most affected by COVID, because you're watching things happen and you're like, oh, clearly they had to shoot things weird, they had to block things in a strange way, they had to just cut back to a scene that was clearly supposed to happen or not include a scene that was clearly supposed to happen, but they probably couldn't because they couldn't get a lot of people together in a crowd which that was the other major factor is like like in a situation where there should be crowds of people there just weren't and you realize oh covid but that's clearly affected this the most so for those reasons and for the fact that it's just you know it's kind of the signs of cer certain actors who maybe aren't going to be as big anymore um and I'm never comfortable with criticizing child actors' performances, so I won't. But I'll put it this way. For a movie like this, you need a very specific kind of performance for that kind of character. And it, that did not happen for this, if I can be as vague as that. So yeah, Firestarter is my number three. All right. For me, the third worst movie of 2022, and we've already, someone's already talked about it, Jurassic World Dominion is like a hot piece of of garbage. It's it's literally what detractors of the Fast and the Furious movies claim the Fast and the Furious movies are. And there's 
Okay. This would not have been so high up if I hadn't shown my girlfriend the original Jurassic Park. And here's what I'll say. The uh, So, going back to Fast and the Furious. The first Fast and the Furious is about a cop trying to catch the street racers rob uh, television sets. Television VCR sets from trucks. From pickup or from a semi truck, and then the most recent Fast and Furious movies is literally this same crew going into outer space. And but you know what? Somehow or another, that level of escalation and campiness somehow still works. Know how? But it works at least for me. And they also did it over like a lot of time and yeah. work on that too. Okay. The first Jurassic Park movie is a very, very grounded adventure thriller film where this trio of scientists find this zoological park where they have genetically engineered dinosaurs and it all goes to shit. And the most recent movie is about this same trio of, of, of grounded scientists teaming up with a literal trainer of raptors, uh... The PETA equivalent of a dinosaur lady trying to save the dinos and a genetically engineered human that's mixed with dino DNA. Oh, and to top it all off, those dinosaurs are now quote unquote released into the wild, but, but the world is still kind of the same. And you have to go to Italy for some reason. It's okay. So so that escalate <laughs> that escalation of camp. Like okay, there 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 are four movies between that. Just four, right? The escalation of camp, like literally between the 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 first one and then the subsequent three Jurassic World, like Jay you talked about. You're like okay, this works as a one off. They try it again and it fails again. Okay, that that's kind of the a uh, great way to end it. That's a great way to end it. Like, it works. And and I liked the first Jurassic World. But the moment you're like, oh, this is now a worldwide thing. And we're finally included genetically engineered dino people. No. No, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Listen. Oh, and so so already that level of storytelling is, is, is just too out there to really accept in a, in a franchise that has one of the greatest films ever made by one of the greatest filmmakers alive but but then like just all you're doing is like this very very thinly put together story to justify uh having the new team the new cast of characters meeting up with the old cast of characters like like when, when i watched this movie i did not for one second think that Alan Grant, L. Ellie Sattler, or Ian Malcolm were the same scientists from the first one. They they felt like different characters, just played by the same actors. It, no, no. I uh, when I did this review, I talked about how there was only one good set piece, and it's the it's the one that happens in like Montenegro, I think. It was it was Montenegro or something. That's the only good set piece. Everything else is stupid. L literally, literally, the third act is just them running around the legs of dinosaurs. Oh, and by the way, no one dies. No one really dies. It's it's a bunch of horse shit. I'm like, again, I wouldn't be this angry if it wasn't for the fact that I showed my girlfriend the original and I'm just like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. How this franchise has fallen. 
and and the only nice thing I can say is that Colin Trevorrow probably would have made a better Rise of Skywalker than J.J. Abrams. That's the only nice <laughs> thing I can say about it. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jay, you're up. <clears throat> All right, we're at number two. Number mm-hmm. two. Um, see, this is the one. This is the one you forgot about. Um, uh, my number two worst movie of the year is Morbius. Um, you saw that? I didn't even see it. I watched it. I watched it. Um, oh my god! Uh, I'm so I sorry. I was curious. Dude. I was curious. Look, look. <laughs> as much as I like Sony products, like the PlayStation and some headphones and speakers and shit, their their studios are just fucking trash. Um, you know they made this because they. Like, like, Venom, for what it's worth, Venom isn't anything special, but it's fun, and it's self-aware, and, like, and, and they, they work with what they got, and what they got works. Um, and, and, and Sony here was trying to have lightning strike in the same place twice, but the first time lightning struck, it wasn't that really great. So, uh, it was just it was poorly structured. Like, like I, I don't think I finished it either, or I fell asleep. Like I took a nap or something. And, but like you start with him doing the transformation and then you, you go back in time and, 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 and just, just, it's so confusing what the timeline is and everything. And then, and then he, he transforms into this vampire thing and, and that's whatever, but at at the same time, it's Jared Leto in a leading role, and I think in a world where can- cancel culture exists, Jared Leto needs to be canceled already because he's just a shitty person and has a shitty record of being a shitty record on set. Um, case in point, his Joker, like he was just a nightmare to be around, and I just think we need to stop giving Jared Leto roles. So it was just, just. A clusterfuck of a movie, and and nothing. It wasn't anything anyone asked for either, you know. And I mean, I know Sony has a very small amount of superheroes that they can work with now. Now that the MCU has blown up and everything, but it's just, it's just, it was just awful. It was just really bad. Um, I don't, I don't know how it ends because I, I either turned it off or fell asleep. And it was, just, <laughs> that's just how bad it was. So yeah, my number two is Morbius. Just awful movie. Mm-hmm. So Jurassic World Dominion is <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's my number two. Um, that is one big pile of shit. Um, and here's why I put it as high as I did. So. There's a moment, and, and, and Al, you actually allude to this in a really good way. You, no one really dies at, at all in the movie. That has never been made more clear when you have the old cast and the new cast brought together in one place, and they're hiding from a giant uh, dinosaur. Because in that moment, you realize no one's going to die. They're not going to kill someone. They're not killing the new people. They're not killing the old people. They're not even killing Wong. 
They're not going to kill Wong. They're not yeah. going to kill the kid. So you're just and like... there's not even enough extra extra actors or characters to kill off either. Yeah. So you're just sitting there and you're like, no one's going to die, therefore... And here's the thing. It's, a, it's supposed to be a really high-stakes situation where they're hiding from this... What dinosaur were they hiding from? It was the T-Rex fighting another dinosaur. It was like it was like supposedly it was like the, the worse than the worse than the uh, um um what, what was the bad bad dinosaur from Jurassic World? Oh, I don't know. The Indominus like, Rex. Huh? Yeah. The the Indominus Rex. Yeah, so it was supposedly worse than the Indominus Rex, worse than the Indominus Raptor from the second one. They were like, "Oh, what makes it so bad is that it actually existed and is like just some random carnivore <laughs> just some random giant carnivore like they had a terrifying dinosaur at one point the one with the giant long claws i don't remember what that dinosaur was you this, know what i'm talking yeah, yeah yeah i remember it's like and like that one it's like okay that in because that that one also existed it's like okay you've got something there because that thing looks terrifying and you can maybe work with that but instead you have all these people who aren't going to die running away from a bigger T-Rex, basically. And you're like, no one's going to die. Can this just end already? So, yeah, that that's everything you guys said, plus that. Make it my number two worst movie. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, one thing I want to say about <coughs> uh, Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> yeah. Before I go, just one thing I want to get off my chest is that, um, like I, I have no problem with Chris Pratt. I have no problem with a Bryce Dallas Howard. I have no problem with the girl who plays the the genetically engineered dino kid. Bryce Dallas Howard has actually a very interesting potential career in directing, just for the record. But go yeah, on. my my problem is is that it's very obvious that after Jurassic World, they literally had no idea why these people would be involved in this story again, and it shows. Because, like, you're just like, okay, these people are here. Why? Like, it just, anyway. So, so j just to say that I'm not hating on those actors, you know, just because they're the quote-unquote new characters. It was very obvious from the get-go that, that the Jurassic World section of the franchise was just kind of like, oh, well, the first one made a billion dollars. Let's keep making them. And there was really just no natural following of the story. So not to blame the actors, I totally blame the producers trying to milk a cow that just there was no more milk there. So all you were getting was like, like stomach acid from the cow or something. All right, but yeah, and and at this point, at this point, I just want to see Bryce Dallas Howard directing Star Wars shit and uh, Chris what's his face uh, not being in movies anymore. But you know that's just me. Well, I disagree, but anyway, because I I really liked him in. Um, I don't even remember what I liked him in. Yeah, see, see. All right, but but okay. Moving on. Moving okay. on. My my second worst movie of 2022. Now now see, I'll be honest. You're you're sometimes too much of a noble man for your own good. So uh -huh. I'm gonna do what you can't. Go on. The the lead of Firestarter, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, should stick to going to school and not be an actress. Oh my God. She is so bad. And and listen, she's a kid. I just she, am not comfortable with oh, Okay, with it. okay. Uh, well, I am. I am because here okay, okay, right. Jay. Just just to, just to put this clearly. When we walked out of this movie, I for some reason happened to open the Wikipedia page of Firestarter, and when I saw that it said streaming on Peacock, 
I looked at C as we were walking from the theater. I says, motherfucker, we could have seen this on Peacock. Like, why? Why? I, we didn't have to sit in the theater and go through that. And listen, it's just not the actress's fault that this movie's bad. Uh, the director, Keith Thomas. So this is his second feature. His first feature was something called The Vigil that came out in 2019. Like, like C alluded to. This movie, it's so obvious that they were basically shooting around COVID protocols and everything suffered for it. Um, the poor girl, she obviously isn't really acting next to Zac Efron because, you know, they have to be six feet apart. So she's just kind of trying to act against probably some script reader reading the, reading the lines. And Zac Efron, like... Like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, Zac Efron is a great romantic lead. Zac Efron is a great, like, com comedic actor. What he is not is a good fatherly character actor. He can't do fatherly. I mean, he kind of tried to do that in 17 again. And the fact that he wasn't good at it is what made it funny. And here he's trying to play it straight and it just doesn't work. Oh, no, it, it, it gets worse. It, it gets worse. So, the movie... So the movie tries to be true to the Stephen King work by actually having a um, actually having a Native American actor, Michael Gray Eyes, playing the character John Rainbird, who's the bounty hunter. And I honestly think this is more offensive towards Native Americans because <laughs> Jesus, when he's not doing when he's not just giving the stereotypical Native American intense stare, he's given the most stupidest lines to say. And I felt bad for the guy. I was like, listen, I can tell you're a good actor stuck in a shitty project because they were like, oh, oh, you're actually a Native American. Please be in this. Like, honestly, you should you should tell your agent unless Taylor Sheridan calls. Don't put me in shit like this. Oh, my fucking God. The only only there's only two good moments in this movie. Literally the intro montage, which it basically gives really good backstory to the situation and the one scene with Kurtwood Smith, who plays the doctor who experimented on the parents. That's it. Everything else is shit. Oh, the kills are shit. Like, like there was like, you know me, I, I love animals. I love cats. There's a scene in here where the kid kills a cat and it's just so badly done that I was like, I was like, really? That's how you're going to kill a cat? Go fuck yourself. That's horrible. That is not horrible, like morally horrible. It's just like, it looks so fake. Like literally it looks like they got the meows from like some sort of after effects plugin. It's bullshit. I'm I'm looking at this IMDB page right now and it looks like it should have stayed streaming on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Peacock original movie or something. Yeah, it should have <laughs> been. Peacock original like, movie. I, I, again, I was pissed at C that well not pissed. I was just like, dude, we could have seen this on fucking Peacock. Like didn't have to drive all the way to the theater for this. And the theater is only like five minutes away. So. That's true. <laughs> I don't All know right. what you were complaining about. I'm the one that drove. Anyways. Anyways. Jay, you're up. <clears throat> are we at number one? Yes, we're we at are. number one. For oh, the man. worst. All right. I have a I have a whole thing about this number one. Cause this number one was introduced many years ago. And this number one was hyped up. For those many years. And this number one. Most worst. Most awful. Most pathetic. Most dumbest fucking movie of 2022. 
killed an entire franchise of superhero movies. Now, the DC Cinematic Universe wasn't doing great. And the changes that, that have happened in the past couple months happened for a reason. And logistically, it's probably not just because of this one movie. But I'm going to make it because of this one movie. Because Black Adam was fucking terrible. <laughs> I I hate The Rock now. <laughs> I fucking hate The Rock now. That's how bad this movie is. I want The Rock to fucking suck at everything now. I want him to fail. This guy had to go on Twitter and be like, The Black Adam actually made a profit. Blah, 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 blah. Like, no, like, dude, it didn't. Like, his... He's all right. There's an actor in Dwayne Johnson. There's there's something there. He's got the charisma. He's got the showmanship. If he would just dumb it down and like and like work on it, he, there's an actor in there. And he and, needs to and get out of his own ex- way. Yeah. Exactly. The two examples. The two examples where where he's he's been at his best uh, acting wise was Moana because you know he wasn't in front of the camera. He was behind. A microphone, so he was able to like really just play into this character and let the character do all the work. And then, and then I don't know if, if you guys ever saw this. It was another really bad movie with John Travolta called Be Cool. But essentially, he plays uh, like a gangster's bodyguard who comes out as gay, and like there's like a, a, there's like a redeeming quality to his performance in that. Um, like this Black Adam makes all the beef that happened with him and Vin Diesel make sense because Vin Diesel was actually trying to make The Rock a better actor. <laughs> and when Vin Diesel is trying to make you a better actor, maybe you should fucking listen and start being a better actor. Fucking Christ. But it's also like, Vin nothing about this movie. That. <laughs> nothing about this movie made sense either. It's a made-up country. Sure, fine. It's it's we're in a world where Superman and Batman and Shazam exist, and yet there's a country, there's a country that's taken over by mercenaries, and they just didn't talk about the others. Or like, oh yeah, they're just letting this shit happen. Like, no, okay, cool, interesting. Uh, uh, they they bring in Hawkman, which which DC's. Fuck up with Hawk, Hawkman and Hawkgirl is that there's just too many origin stories for these two. Mm-hmm. First, they're aliens. Now, they're reincarnated Egyptians. And now, in here, he's just Iron Man. He's just Black Iron Man. So, okay. Uh, whatever. Um, uh, Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate, loved it. And even that couldn't save this film. And then you had the two other superheroes in that team where they were like... Obviously, trying to do a a will they won't they situation kind of thing like young lovers, and then they just forgot about it mm-hmm. halfway through the movie and just like they didn't even they didn't even like have a moment where they weren't going to do it. They just forgot about it. Um, uh, the kid was annoying and like like that kid was just there to be the reason why all this shit was happening, um, and everything. And then and then and then. You have Henry Cavill's cameo as, as Superman. <laughs> and and just like if 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 there's anything The Rock was right about about Black Adam is that the hierarchy of power did fucking change in the DC universe. <laughs> 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 
That's funny. And he just he just hyped this up so much to the point where it could have never succeeded. And and you're right. He just needs to get out of his own fucking way. He needs to stop hyping up shit. He needs to stop trying to be a salesman for everything. He needs to work on his craft and and because he's he's you know he's fifty. He's getting to a point where his his body isn't going to carry the roles for him anymore. And if he wants to keep being in movies, he needs to start like bringing in performances, like bringing in Sylvester Stallone Creed kind of performances. You know, like you, you know it's there and and it's possible with the right direction with the right work the rock can continue having a career in film after he after he ages a bit and 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 just like it's just all about branding with him it's you know his his under armor line his black adam under armor line and and it's just it's become so fake and disingenuous and 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 if you're going to be the most expensive movie star in the world, you've got to, like, you've got to earn it. And, and, and I don't think he's earning it anymore. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm so pissed off with Black Adam. I'm so pissed off with everything that happened after Black Adam. Like, oh, and the whole thing, like, like, Black Adam is a Shazam character and he won't even, he's not even going to be in the new Shazam movie coming up. Like, that's how stuck up he is about it, and and was it Zachary Levi is Shazam, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's like he's like I want to punch the rock in the face, like <laughs> you know, like he's just he just he he chalked himself up as a savior as of the DC cinematic universe, and he ended up being the final nail in the coffin, and mm. it's just and just like for for a a universe with so many great characters, a history of incredible uh, animation, animated films. Um, uh, see the one we saw a couple weeks ago, notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it just, just. But you are right. History are, of great animated films, otherwise. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Marvel does great real action movies and DC does great animated movies. It's, it's a weird, it's weird. Um, and, but it just, just, and then he, and then he, he, he forced black Adam to be in his super pets movie too. Like he just, he just forced his way around with this and talked it up so much. And it ended up just being shit. He just threw shit in our faces for 10 years and just, it, it, I'm going to stop. I'm just, yeah, (laughs) Fuck the Rock. Fuck Black Adam. This, this is just a disaster. So tell us how you really felt. No, I'm just you're right. No, no, no. But no, you're what you're saying is valid because we saw it together. And I, I the only yeah. thing I'll add about that is so you remember you guys remember that Vindicators episode from Rick and Morty? Mm-hmm. Okay, when they gave the kid the cloak, that's all I could think about. When they, <laughs> I like I could only think about when Morty got the little cloak, and they like made fun of that later. That's all that was in my head because it was such a like that was such a clear pan to like audiences of like oh, but he's the real hero while we destroy this occupied city. All right, yeah. fun. My number one worst movie of the year is one that I saw with neither of you. 
And I intended to see because I was like, this is going to be so bad it's good. Except it wasn't. It was just bad. Like, just fucking terrible. And that is a film called The Invitation. Um, so, so this movie fucking sucked. Um, basic premise is that this woman does a whole, she, her mom recently passed and she has no family. It was just the two of them. So she does one of those ancestor 23 and me, you know, send out your DNA, see who you're related to. And she finds out she's related to like, this British family who's quite <clears throat> who's quite well off. And so she decides to go visit them. And then she is invited to a wedding. She says yes at last minute because she, she's kind of sweeped off her feet by the concept of having a whole new family. So she goes to this wedding and then things aren't what they seem to be. Something's not right. Things seem a little spooky and a little scary. So I'm watching this and wouldn't you know it, it's vampires. All right? That that's what it is. Now, for the record, you can watch the trailer of this movie and know what comp- know everything that happens in it because you see the beginning, you see the middle and the end. All in the trailer. So if you want to know what happens, just watch that. But not only is this just poorly acted and just just bad. Like there's no redeeming quality to it. Here's the really agonizing thing. It's not that it's shot bad. It's that the wrong things are shot really well and... Vice versa for the things that should, all the all the more all the moments that should be shot well aren't, and all the moments that you couldn't care less about are. Sh- <sighs> the entire movie looks like an Instagram filter. That's what I'm trying to say, and in casual moments where they're just talking and having lunch, sure that works fine, but then when you still have the Instagram filter in like a dungeon in a blood dungeon, it suddenly doesn't work. Like all of a sudden, this looks really bad. Um, also, by the way, the lead villain, they think they're being, like, the guy, the mysterious man she meets at the wedding, who she initially falls in love with and turns out to be a vampire and is going to take her as her vampire bride, is named Mr. DeVille, okay? Go fuck yourself for (laughs) that, okay? Fuck you for doing that. Like, really? So, yeah. Worst movie of the year, just bad. I only sat through it because I was with a friend in a movie theater. I would have walked out otherwise. Um, just terrible. Also, the act, whenever, so when actors, you know, play vampires, because we have enough of that now, uh, you know, they put in prosthetic fangs on top of their real teeth, you know, because why spend a lot of money on CGI teeth? Fair. But, and actually, um, actors have talked about this in the past, that you do kind of have to practice talking with those fake veneers or those fake fangs in there. And you can tell none of the actors practiced with it because when they have the fangs, they all have a slight lisp and it just makes it, it, it's, it's. it drives, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. They're like, I'm going to suck your blood. It's like, what? Stop. 
it, <laughs> yeah. So that's the worst movie of the year for me. The Invitation. I, uh, don't see it. I saw a friend post on Facebook or something about that movie, and she was, or, or a TikTok or something. She said, "Guys, it's not what you think. It's actually about vampires." It's like. Did you not see the fucking trailer? Like, <laughs> come on. They had an audience for this movie, and they got that audience for the movie, and damn it, I wish those people didn't exist. Like, come on. All right, so my worst movie of 2022. Let me let me tell you guys something. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, me, let me tell you guys something. I knew this was going to be... You know, I, I, I kind of lied to you guys. I... I know we're supposed to choose the quote unquote worst, the in the sense of like just how incompetent it is. This is my most hated movie of twenty twenty. I hate this. I, I really hate this. And um, I knew I knew this was gonna be my most hated movie the moment it ended. Um <laughs> and, and, and you know what's the worst part? This is this movie's part of a trilogy, and I loved the first installment. And I'm talking about Halloween Ends. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. No. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are on my shit list. Do, I need, I, to, do, I need, do we need to console you for this, Al? I know this is really hard for you. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Guys. 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 What does a Halloween movie need? First and foremost, what does it need? I know what you. <laughs> it needs Michael Myers killing people, <laughs> and you would think that no movie would be so incompetent. No movie production would be so incompetent, so so stupid to be like, you know what we need to do with our Halloween movie is not have Michael Myers killing people. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Halloween three did it. Because Halloween 3 was explicitly, the Michael story is dead, we're moving on. But it didn't work, right? It didn't work. People, it, it, it's, a, it's a cult classic now. Halloween 3 season of The Witch is a cult classic now. And it's a really good movie. But, but ultimately, it didn't work. It didn't make money. So then the rule was, okay, Halloween always needs Michael Myers. And for good or ill, for all the shitty sequels, all the good reboots, all the bad reboots, all of it, the idea was, we're going to have Michael kill people. But what does Halloween Ends do? What does Halloween Ends do to end a trilogy about Michael coming back and killing people? It goes like, you know what we're going to do? We're, uh, we're going to put Michael in a sewer. And we're going to have this whiny as fuck guy get beat up by literal band members. <laughs> Marching band kids, and he's gonna be the one killing people. How you like them apples? You know what I say? I say fuck you, and I shit in your mouth. That's what I say. This movie offended me. How? Like because because not only do they sideline Michael, they literally make him a bitch. Like when he's supposed to be supernaturally powerful and evil the embodiment of evil they made the embodiment of evil a bitch and and, and okay i could <laughs> embodiment of evil a bitch they, they made him a they made him a bitch where he got overpowered by a guy who literally gets bullied by marching band kids that's what they did to michael myers oh and it gets worse Laurie strode Laurie strode okay so 
I don't understand how you start a movie series where your protagonist has literally become sort of a pariah because she's obsessed with prepping against Michael Myers, right? And then after Michael Myers get released, after Michael Myers is still wanted and at large, like a couple years later, she's like, oh, you know, I'm normal now. Even though the guy who I've been prepping against for the better part of 30 years is loose and wants me dead. I'm, I'm normal now. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, like, no, okay, okay. It, it, it just, like, like, if you watch this trilogy, like, you watch, you watch the Halloween, Halloween sequel of 2018, you're like, wow, this is really good. I really love what they did with Laurie Strode. The shit they did with Michael, that's amazing. This is great. And you watch Halloween Kills and you're like, okay, it's just kind of Michael killing people. It's a little silly. The whole him making the town go crazy is a great concept, but it's not really executed very well. Let's see how they ended. And then in Halloween Ends, you're like, why the fuck am I seeing this kid get bullied by marching band kids? <laughs> what the fuck? What the f Oh, 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 oh. He, go he goes from being a loser to being a bad boy that Laurie Strode's granddaughter wants to fuck for no good reason. She literally looks at him and goes, oh, I want to fuck him. No, go fuck yourself, movie. Go fuck yourself. David Gordon Green, you're on my shit list. Danny McBride, fuck you and fuck your Downey commercials. Go fuck yourself. I hate this movie. <laughs> so I, I was wondering if you were going to put that there and I'm, you know, I, in a weird way, I'm kind of proud of you. I'm proud that you were able to acknowledge. Um, no, I, I agree. It was what a rough movie. Um, the, the most fun I had with that movie was recognizing all the locations in Savannah. That was the most fun. part. No, no. You want, you want to know what's fucked? I did a bit of research on this movie just to see how I can shit on it. Okay, this, this movie was not fucked by COVID-19 protocols. Halloween Kills was fucked by COVID-19 protocols. This movie was shot in January of 2022. They had more than enough time to rewrite the script and actually make it, you know, a decent ending to a trilogy. And they just shit the bed. They shit. Oh, oh, you know what I love about this movie? So the guy who plays the... The loser who gets beat up by marching band kids. And that's what he is. He's a loser who gets beat up by marching band kids. The actor is called Rowan Campbell, right? He basically got his start doing a Hulu series about the Hardy Boys. And no joke, I think this movie ended his career because they canceled the Hardy Boys around the time uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills came out. So, right. so, dude, listen, I'm sure you're an okay-ish actor, but you should never have taken this role because it's, it's fucked you. And you know what? Maybe you kind of deserve it. But who would have said no to a Halloween movie? That's the other factor. But I see what you're saying.